This is Melissa Ford Luckin. Rosalie Petrowski. Susan, Seraph, and Jess. Editors for the Washington Square Review. Washington Square On Air showcases the poetry and fiction of the latest edition of LCC's literary journal, The Washington Square Review, read by the poets, authors, and editors themselves. Expect the unexpected as our contributors express experience and fantasy with humor, imagination, poetic license, irony, and passion. If you love language at its most original, please join us in our audio town square to celebrate a community of writers spanning from around the world to Lansing. Hi, this is Melissa Ford Luckin. Today I'm here with two students, both of whom are graduating at the end of the semester. Judy Ringstaff is a journalism major, and Eli Jones is a creative writing major. And I'm going to ask Judy the first question. You came here directly from high school. How did you pick LCC, and how did you pick journalism? Well, I've always been really interested in the written word. Um, I've really enjoyed writing um, from a really young age. And honestly, I couldn't afford a university, and so I chose LCC. Um, and I've really enjoyed the program. I've really enjoyed the faculty and the staff. And I've, I've learned a lot here, and I'm very thankful for the experience. Okay, Eli, you had a little bit of a different path. So tell us how you picked Lansing Community College, and how did you pick creative writing? I appreciate your sentiment on trying to keep my, my age out. I'm 29 young. For anybody wondering, um, my path was a little different for sure. I, like Judy, out of high school, like tried to go somewhere more affordable. My path led me to Northern Michigan University, where I studied international relations and photography. And then I kind of left that kind of realm. And when I came back to go back to school, it was in the peak of quarantine in 2020, which made everything kind of get thrown for a loop. So. I ended up going to LCC because I moved here to Lansing, and uh, Governor Whitmer at the time introduced the ReConnect program for anybody over the age of 25 that didn't have a degree, and that kind of propelled me getting back into it. My path does have like many forks in the roads that like I didn't see coming. I ended up starting in nursing, and I really thought that that was going to be like my stable forever job and then if I'm being frank I realize I don't have the compassion for people and I was like I should not do that I'm gonna have terrible you can laugh no I like really like thought of this like and I was like I'm gonna have no bedside table manner that like I'll get fired very quick and it's gonna be way too much money in school and I always had this like backup plan that I always was like too afraid to go after and it was to write like I always loved writing I would write poetry when I was upset, just putting thoughts in my cohesive and uncohesive thoughts into like lyrical poetry and stuff like that has always been like something that really like grounds me. So when I saw that creative writing as a program was available, that's kind of really what brought me into it. What was the first class that each one of you took? And Judy, why don't you talk first? What was your first writing class and your first creative writing class? I believe the first writing class I took was just like a regular composition class. But I believe the first creative writing class I took was prose style. Um, And that one just really digs into how to write nonfiction, you know, how to have an enjoyable experience writing about your own life. That was really interesting because as a writer, it's very difficult to write about your own life because when you look at your own life, you're like, wow, this is so boring. Like no one cares. No one wants to read this. No one wants to hear about me. But that class really helps you to step back and be like, okay, you know, people would actually enjoy this. 
And it's great for you as well as as a writer, just to like dive in and write out these stories, you know, from your own life. Talk a little bit about the assignments that you did. They were, they're mostly essays, although he did have us do some exercises that were really enjoyable. One of them in particular, he had us draw a map of like where we lived when we were younger. And it was crazy because as I'm sitting here, I'm like, you know, it was like my little house and my little backyard. And then it was like, oh, but in this corner of the backyard, like this spider fell on me one time and like I cried about it for weeks. You know, it it just brought up like these memories that you didn't you didn't know you remembered. Um, And then it brought up, you know, more to write about and more to to dig into. Those exercises were really, really helpful. What about you, Eli? What was the first creative writing course that you took? I think the first one that's like really memorable would actually be creative writing one. And maybe it's just because it was like the first class of mine that finally got out of those like prereqs. Like everything before that was just kind of like, this is something you got to take because you got to take it. And this class was a lot of fun because it was the first time where like our writing was showcased. Um, before that, like I had a composition class and it was a lot of fun. When you're in those composition courses, like a lot of that are like a lot of the students in that they're not English majors. So like they're there to get through it. When you get into like those creative writing courses, like you really start to see like the passion people had. So like creative writing one was probably the very first one. It was a lot of fun. It was really enjoyable. You talked earlier about writing poems on your own. And I know that poetry is part of creative writing one. How was that experience of writing poems in a classroom setting for a change? It was really different, honestly, because a lot of times like the poetry that I would write would be similar to when like somebody would tell you to write down your feelings in a letter and write it really authentically because this letter is not going anywhere. So when Susan asked us to like start writing poetry and like have these like big ideas and big thoughts on like political activism and not only like share it, but like this was still a course that was um, entirely online and you would post it on a discussion board. So it really like led you to make sure that you're being authentic to yourself because like you're allowing this glimpse of other people to like see what makes you you in a time where like the only personal aspect of online school at that point um, when they weren't ORT was what you posted in discussion boards. It sounds like when you posted your poetry, that might have been the first time that you were writing poetry for a reader rather than for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was it was a lot to learn because you learn of all the different styles of poetry and villanelles and lyric, free form and stuff like that. And you realize, oh, like you can do this with no rules, because I guess maybe just me personally, but like growing up, I was always very told that that like rhyme scheme was very important and it needed to always rhyme and it'd be an a b b a kind of stanzas like that was like kind of like what i always grew up on and that's still like what i find myself gravitating towards but it was nice to like be in a classroom and like learn like this is not how it has to be so you were looking at it from a maker standpoint rather than when you're in high school usually when you read poems you're supposed to be figuring out what they mean yeah and it's kind of fun because it like it's that secondary layer of like, here's what I want you to see on the surface. But if you know me or you know about these specific things I write about, there's a deeper meaning that you as the writer get to embed into it. And so it's just fun seeing if people like reading it through the discussion posts and stuff like that could see that like truer meaning that you like kept hidden. Judy, what about you? Have you done any of the poetry? I have, yeah. 
Um, unlike Eli, I didn't really write poetry um, outside of class. I, I struggled with it, to be honest. I, I, I had this mindset that you had it had to rhyme and it had to fit into this scheme. And I remember the, like, I think it's called the meter, you know, where it's like you got a little dash and it has to, you know, it has to fit into this, into this box. And I, I didn't like that. Um, I don't, I don't like, you know, to have to try and fit my works into a box that someone else decided. It was really eye opening to be like, hey, I can do this the way I want to and I can enjoy it. It was an experience that, that needed to happen for me as a writer. Writing poetry, it sounds like would be very different than doing the journalistic work. Oh, yes, 100%. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Um, well, the main difference um, between, you know, a, a journalistic piece and a creative piece is with journalism, you you can take no creative liberties whatsoever um, because you're telling something that, you know, has absolutely nothing to do with you and you want it to be the facts. And that's your job is just to give the public, you know, what they need to know and nothing else. Whereas with creative works, it's about, you know, enhancing the reader's experience and giving the reader something to connect with, um, as well as as well as the writer's experience as well. Talk a little bit about prose style, because you said that that was part of your personal experience, that write, you writing down your personal experiences, but it was also a little more formal than poetry. Yes. Yeah, it was it was it was a lot more formal in the fact that there is a little bit of style to follow there. And Lance, the professor who teaches that class, he he intends for you to use it to write about your own life and to write, you know, maybe like a memoir someday. When I'm listening to you talk about poetry, that sounds really emotional. And then I'm thinking about how you're a journalism major. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how your journalistic work is kind of on the opposite side of poetry. Yeah. And then I was just kind of wondering how prose fit in in between those things. Does right. it lean more into the truth or lean more into the creative? Or how do you it's balance a little, that? It's a little bit of both. And so the interesting thing about prose, it is required for the journalism degree. And I think that's because as a writer, you need to be able to connect with yourself um, in order to write, whether it's a novel or a journalistic piece. Poetry is a lot more emotional and you have to really lean on the inside of yourself, whereas, you know, a journalistic piece is just the facts. Eli, you've taken prose. You're, you're taking it now? Yeah, I'm currently in prose right now. And what's that like for you? It's so, as you can tell, Judy and I are yin and yang for a lot of this <laughs> stuff, which really, like, I think highlights our friendship a lot. I struggle with prose style. Like, I struggle with having to tell a story that's, like, authentic to what happened we talk about this process of like combining characters. If it's like not going to be detrimental to like your story, it just feels fake. Like I have such a hard time with it. How can I get rid of these details or how do I tweak them just enough that still feels true? And like, it's so hard for me. And it's so funny because like you'd think that'd be the easiest thing because I'm a fiction writer that like you think you'd be like, oh, like this is this is the easy stuff like oh you don't like this characters whatever like kind of morph it a little while still keeping like their integrity intact I don't know maybe it's just my writing is like escapism and I use it to like see a different world but like I truly like have had the hardest time with some of these projects that we do well let's switch over and talk then about the fiction how is that for you I love the fiction yeah that's just like the world that I like swim in I think Fiction is one of those things that like everybody can relate to. 
And I think it goes back to what you were talking to Judy about. And when you talk about like fact versus fiction, when you're doing like an informative piece and correct me if I'm wrong, Judy, because I'm not super, super into it. But like when you're like telling something like newspaper, it's harder for somebody to connect to, in my opinion, because like it's just the facts. When I write poetry, like I can have like pieces in it that might be something you need to hear. And maybe that wasn't the intent behind the piece, but you as a reader are able to pick out like what you're wanting from fiction. Whereas like when you're getting the facts, if it's not something that pertains to something of importance to you, I think it's so much easier to kind of dismiss it. You know what I mean? Because you read a poem and it could be talking about loss or grief or something like that. But there's this line about this red shirt that the person wore. And you happen to go to the coffee shop and you saw this moment with this person in a red shirt. And it just like kind of draws back to that. It's just a whole different way of like encompassing like literature for me. What do you think about that, Judy? When you think about your journalistic work and then the creative work, how do you keep them separate? Well, I have to agree with what Eli said. If you write, you know, say this piece about, you know, an event that happened and you put emotion into it, it's biased and it's slanted. And I think that the reason why creative writing is so powerful to, you know, the writer and the reader is because you're allowed to express your own biases and be emotional about what matters to you. Yeah, there's like a level of like passion. Yeah. When you have something like that. Talk a little bit about the fiction that you've written for your classes. What's that like? <laughs> um, We're about to go into a deep, dark hole with the two of us. <laughs> yes, I tend to struggle, you know, with when I write, I try to, you know, explore myself and things I struggle with, things that I'm passionate about and things that matter to me. One one thing that I um, I'm laughing because for the creative writing two class I'm taking right now, I wrote poems about uh, my experience, my childhood with my narcissistic mother. And it's just. It was it was a very interesting experience because I didn't I didn't know if I could do it, you know, because of all the stuff I've kept bottled up, you know, and these emotions and not wanting to process it, you know, just like I'll just hide it away forever. It doesn't matter. But you can channel that almost those emotions and create something that can be really beautiful and that other people who go through similar experiences can connect with and can, you know, just let people know that you're not alone. You're not alone in your struggle. Um, and other people have come through it, and you can too. You workshopped those poems in class, right? I did, yeah. And how was that, to share that piece um, of yourself? Well, I I knew Eli. And we, she does know me. <laughs> we've taken two classes together, so I, I, I felt comfortable doing it. Maybe if it had been, you know, some random strangers, I might not have. Um, but I was comfortable with the group, and I think I did talk to Eli about it first. Like, hey, would, yeah. this, be, would this be a good idea? But it was really interesting because, you know, they had a different perspective on it. And they also were able to provide a non-biased opinion of, hey, here's how to make this better, you know, because I was just writing it almost out of emotion and anger, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, you could add this in and this would make it so much more powerful. It was a really awesome experience. What about you, Eli? What poems did you share with class? So as you have heard by now, I write like a lot of emotion-based poems, so I wanted to challenge myself and do something kind of completely different. When I was in my composition one class with uh, Professor Hood, I really wanted to write an essay on how the Wicked Witch of the West was actually the victim and how Dorothy was actually kind of the bad guy. It was just like that layer of loss that she like went through and uh, 
her sister passes and stuff like this. And I ended up not writing it for that class. And so it's always been something I've like wanted to come back to. So I ended up writing a collection of poems uh, that I called The Colors of Oz. And actually, I got this idea from Judy and Robert, who were in the same workshop group. And it was beautiful what they said to do. And so it opened up, it's, I believe, 10 poems. And it opens up with the poem titled Black. The movie starts in black and white. And the beginning of the movie is considered like darker than like the happier ending of when she like wakes up and stuff like that. So it starts with black and it's abruptly cut. And it goes immediately into the colors of various shades and hues of like what symbolism is in the movie, like Alphabet's green skin, the yellow brick road, the red ruby slippers. And it like highlights different points and like things in that that maybe a first look you wouldn't have caught. And then it finishes with a poem called White. And so the idea is you could read black and then you could read white or you could stop black in the middle read all of what's in between and decide for yourself what was real and then you'd still end on white and when you shared them with your workshop group what kind of experience was that it was weird in like a good way <laughs> like weird in the sense that like people hadn't heard my like thoughts on this they didn't know this was like some weird passion project i've been like <laughs> saving for like years and wanting to do so like i think they were honestly like a little like confused at first when i was like <laughs> i'm writing a collection of poems and it's going to be on the wizard of oz like Judy said, like I, I knew these people. I've had classes with these people. I've had Judy in two different classes. Robert, it's now three. So it's like it's people I'm very comfortable with. Um, so it was like one of those things where I was like, I was willing to like let myself fail. Like if I didn't see this taking off or being like beneficial. He did not fail. They were amazing. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was one of those things where like Judy said, like it's one of those things where you get far enough into your degree that like we're around the same people. You know what I mean? So like Judy and I were in like the novel writing class and we got to know each other even though we weren't in workshopping groups for that. But now that we are in the secondary class, it's like we know the same people. It's it's there's like a layer of familiarity and like comfortability that goes into this that like I think allowed both of us to do something that like we wouldn't have normally done. Talk a little bit more about the communities. Like how do you get past the initial anxiety when you first started here and you just first started sharing your work you really have to like tap into yourself and honestly I had to tell myself a lot of times that like if they don't like it it's okay I am a really big believer in the fact that sharing your work with others it will help you to grow as a writer when I was 14 I joined like an online writers community and I posted my work and my friend, um, she like emailed me. She was like, that was awful. And she like, oh she like completely rewrote it. And at first I was like, okay, this is, that was rude. But then I stepped back and I compared what I had written to what she had written. And I was like, she's absolutely right. And so when you share your work with others, which first of all, we really hope they don't say like, hey, that's awful. But second of all, they see stuff that you don't see because you wrote it and you're like, this is my baby. It's great. I love it. And sharing it with others, it helps you to see stuff about your work that you wouldn't see um, no matter how many times you edited it. One thing that's really nice is that you stick with the same people all semester. And so you really get to know their writing style. And if something's a little off or, you know, you, you can just tell. And the same people also, it's a level of, you know, hey, I've shared my work with this group five times. Um, and they still like me, you know, you grow with it and it, it really helps you a lot. How about you, Eli? I'm going to be really honest now that I haven't been dishonest so far. So I'm going to continue <laughs> being honest. I think 
writing the novel was one of my first classes that actually was in person. It's coming back into like going into school again and like being a non-traditional student at like age 26 when I started this whole thing and getting to those classes around like 27 to 28, I was nervous. I was like, these kids are going <laughs> to be like light years ahead of me. I took so much time off in between and I was so nervous. And I remember getting into your class and immediately like racing to the front row because I was like, well, like they're going to hear me. They're going to see me like something's going to happen from it. I was so wrong to be nervous because just the community and the type of people that these people were, it was just so nice to be able to connect to people at various stages in their lives at various ages and like groupings and stuff like that. Like I was like glad to be wrong. Like I was really glad <laughs> to be wrong. And I think that's like what literature does, right? Like it connects people that maybe wouldn't have been connected before. Talk a little bit more. You said that the kinds of people that you were in the room with. My first workshop group for writing the novel, it was me, Nomi, and it was Sarah. I ended up actually being the youngest, which like never did I see that one coming. <laughs> and we just had members who had children. We had members who were like auditing this class. We had members that were working full time. We had members who weren't working full time. We had people who, like myself, had one chapter done before this class started. We had people that were like finished with entire novels. And it was just like so unexpected that all of us were able to like connect. Like, I don't know about you. You were the professor, so maybe you can answer this for me. But something about that class, it was special. Like it like it was weird, like how close we got. It was so easy to do the long read in front of everybody for me. There was just this layer of like, if I see these people out in the world, I'm not even going to look twice. Like, I'm just going to buy what it is. Like, I know that there was just so much talent and so much like brutal honesty and just like authentic beings in that class. You were talking about literature and the way it pulls people together. So when you have writers who love writing and they're sharing their stories, you guys get to know each other through the stories that you've written. So mm -hmm. you get to know each other as people, but then you also get to know the characters that are created. Yeah. Right. So your characters are kind of friends with their characters. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, it goes back to that like layer thing, right? Like you can see what we're writing about on like the surface level, but like when you like get into our writing and stuff like that, like you see who we are as people. Yeah. Um, and you talk about your life experiences and the way that they do and don't show up in the work. Yeah. And that contributes a lot when you share your work with other people, you get to know them and get to know their work and, and how they think about their work. Yeah, and I think it's also something else to get to know someone as a writer. Um, I don't have very many writer friends, you know, in my day to day. And so it's just nice to be able to connect with someone who isn't like, ew, I have to write an essay, you know, and they enjoy it. They enjoy the experience. When I was in high school, people would tell me, don't go into writing like you will never make it. You'll starve. And so it was just so encouraging to be around people who are like, no, like we can do this and we're going to have fun doing it. Where do you see your writing going in the future? That is a good question. Um, I, I have no idea. I have several <laughs> plans. Well, let's hear um, one. But <laughs> if you could imagine anything at all. Honestly, I just want to publish a novel. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but I know that I'm going to keep trying until it does happen. Whether that's sending 5,000 query letters um, or 500, I don't, I don't know. I, life, is, life is full of surprises, mm -hmm. and I'm just... I'm out. I'm in for the ride, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not at all unrealistic to think when you're 
trying to get published that it's going to take a while and you just keep sending the stuff out. Yeah. You know, and that's why what you guys are talking about with building a community is important because you'll always have the community and, and that's almost more important than the acceptance, right? The journey yeah. and the writing and the way that it, it's connected to who you are as a person. What about you, Eli? Where's your writing going next? That's a great question. So I work at a coffee shop locally and when people hear like, oh, you're a creative writing major, like what are you doing? It's very fascinating to people. And I'm like, I'm going big. Like I'm gonna <laughs> be the less problematic JK Rowling. That's what I tell people. I'm going to have book series that you see everywhere. I'm going to get deals with like TV and stuff like that. And a lot of like what I think I'm writing right now with these two novels, I think would make great TV. We'll see if this holds up. Talk a little bit about the novels. Yeah. So in writing the novel, I started a novel <laughs> um, and that novel centered around the time when they were overturning like Roe v. Wade and I have four younger sisters. I like spoke to them like very honestly about like what this means and like what their thoughts were and it kind of like developed into this like idea that like one of the worst things you could do as like a society is like force people into like pregnancy and so my novel it's pretty dark it's pretty dystopian it's a gothic and it's just this idea of like if you were forced to have a baby like how would that go like what does that look like and yeah, it's just, it's it's a lot, you know? What about you, Judy? Well, mine is, you know, almost the opposite of Eli's in that it centers Shocker. around, <laughs> it centers around um, a woman who cannot have children no matter how hard she tries. And this grief and her disappointment in herself, it's driving her insane. And she and her husband move into this new house and all of a sudden she starts thinking like hey I think a serial killer used to live here and everyone's like you're crazy and she's like no I'm not maybe I am no I'm not and it's just you know it's, it's a thriller I think the best part of it is that it's looking out through like an insane woman's eyes I'm having fun writing it when I listen to you both talking about your novels I can tell that they're full and complete stories <laughs> so I'm starting to wonder if there is someone out there in the audience and they're listening and they're thinking about taking creative writing classes here at LCC what would you want to tell them do it don't hesitate. Like, sign up right now. It's worth it. <laughs> if you are considering the degree, you've already done the hard part, which is deciding. The easy part's registering. <laughs> that's literally, like, that's how it felt for me. Like, the second I, like, made the decision to even show interest in it, I was like, I should just do it. Like, don't live with the regret of not taking it. The worst thing that you get is, like, an additional skill set, and it's never a bad idea to learn how to write in a different style. Right. You can be a writer for life. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be fiction. So where can people keep up with you if they want to come and find you and check out your writing in the future or maybe follow you on any social media that you use for your writing? Judy, where can they find you and what will they find? <laughs> um, so if you would like to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram under my pseudonym, um, which is Trix Bailey. And that Instagram is Trix Bailey Writes. Um, and I also have an incomplete novel on Kindle Vela. And that is called Man of Blood. We'll so. put the information on those <laughs> in the show notes. And what about you, Eli? Yeah, um, I'm also on Instagram. I will give you two because one is way too hard to spell. <laughs> um, I have one that is Tangibly Adroit Sentiments. Um, that is where I post all my book club stuff that I host, book reviews, poems I've put out and stuff like that. You can find that in the bio of my personal Instagram account, which is much easier to find. It is <laughs> I'm Eli Jones. 
Thank you very much. I really appreciate you coming and spending time with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for listening to our talented poets and authors. Until next time, this has been Washington Square On Air. Where we showcase selections from Lansing Community College's literary journal, The Washington Square Review. A publication featuring writers from the Great Lakes State, across the nation, and around the world. To find out more about the Washington Square Review, visit lcc.edu slash WSR. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed sharing.